for joining me for another episode of Leonard Looks at Life. In this episode, we'll be looking at sleep. came across an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal Weekend Edition last weekend. The article was written by Rachel Wolf, and the title of it is Gen ZZZ, Young Adults Are Turning In Earlier. And it talks about the amount of sleep that people are getting these days. It says, today's 18 to 35-year-olds say they understand the link between sleep and health benefits better than people once did, I guess, that's what people like me, with many seeing the long and short-term benefits of more shut-eye. Younger people also say they take comfort in seizing control of their bedtime routines, finding solace in saying no even to a late-night dinner. It says that in 2022, those in their 20s reported getting an average of 9 hours and 28 minutes of sleep, according to an analysis of American Time Use Survey data by Rent Cafe. That's an 8% increase from the 8 hours and 47 minutes they said they slept in 2010. Those in their 30s and 40s saw smaller increases. It goes on to talk about a young lady in college and about how she was uh, stayed in a sorority house with 65 other women, but she still managed to clock her 9-hour minimum amount of shut-eye. She said, for me, nothing good happens after 9 p.m. Well, you know, I remember as a youth, I think my parents would tell me that nothing good ever happened after midnight, but times have changed and now it's nine o'clock. But what really caught me is the fact that they say they get an average of nine hours and 28 minutes of sleep. Now, I'm sure when I was an infant, when I was a toddler, when I was a small child, I got that much sleep a night. But as far back as I can remember, I do not get nine hours of sleep a night. I do have a Fitbit, and if you know, if you're familiar with those, it'll keep track of how much sleep you've had. There is one day so far this year that I've had over eight hours of sleep, and that was a day that I had an eye procedure and basically came home and spent the rest of the day napping. Just flipping through the statistics it gives me, and I know it measures sleep a little differently, but what it tells me over the last week is that there are four days that I had less than six hours sleep, two days that I had less than seven hours sleep, and one day that I had between seven and eight hours of sleep. So I do not get nine hours of sleep. I don't ever remember getting nine hours of sleep. I remember even in high school, uh, and even before that, probably in junior high, that I would stay up and watch Johnny Carson's monologue, which would be put me to bed at 1140, 1145 at the earliest. For part of the time that I was in high school, I remember my dad worked second shift and he would not get home till about 11, 1130 at night. And I would usually stay up at least till he got home uh, and say hi to him before I went to bed. The young lady in the article said about, you know, nothing good happens after nine o'clock. Uh, in my college days, I don't think I started studying most nights till about nine o'clock. It seemed like nine o'clock to midnight, my prime time for trying to get my studying in. In fact, I remember my junior year of college, I had to take a computer class at Miami University, and I'm dating myself here, but the class was sold, it was on punch cards, and the university had a limited number, I forget how many, three or four punch card machines, and you would have to go, you would have to type in your instructions on those punch cards, 
then you would have to turn them in, have them run. It would print your program, print it. You would be able to identify any mistakes. Then you'd find the cards you had to fix, fix those, and turn them back in again. Well, I remember going the first time to do my homework and walking in, and there's like 10 people in line for these four or five machines. I'm thinking, I don't want to spend my life standing in this line. And you also looked over and the amount of time it would take after you would punch your cards and turn them in to get run and get your results back would be 45 minutes or an hour. The computer lab was open all night. So I had this grand idea that I would do my computer programming homework around midnight. And so I would come to the lab at midnight. There would not be any line. It would be a 15-minute turnaround time to get your program run and your results back. And so that semester, I would be at the computer lab from midnight till 1 or 2 in the morning. Uh, And I was also one of those that usually had 8 o'clock classes. So obviously, if I was getting back to my apartment at 2.30 or 3 in the morning and had an 8 o'clock class... I was not getting nine hours worth of sleep. I also remember a time that I was working on a graduate degree, and I had a semester that all my papers ended up being due the week after Thanksgiving. And again, dating myself, this was in the days before word processors. So I had a typewriter, and that meant all these papers I had to type. If I made a mistake, I had to correct it, get the little whiteout stuff and and fix it and be very careful. I had some odd things that were actually going on with this typewriter that slowed me down, made me be very careful in the way that I typed as well. But I had all these papers that were due this one week. And I remember that week, had a good night's sleep Saturday night, got up Sunday morning, went to church. And from Saturday night until Friday night, I got somewhere like 10 hours sleep. I I think I stayed up all night working on papers one night. Next night, maybe I got two hours sleep, maybe three hours sleep the next night. But I would just work on one of these papers until I got it finished, and I'd go to bed, and then the next night I would do another one. So I think the amount of sleep that we need varies by individuals. And I will grant that I probably do not get enough sleep, but it's what I've been used to for so long that I really do function, I think, well on six or seven hours sleep. And if I get more than eight, uh, I'm just more tired. And so these kids today, uh, these 20, these 20 year olds, these college students, you know, it's great for them that they are getting nine hours of sleep, but it just doesn't work for me. And uh, it never has. And I don't think that it ever will. Something else that this article reminded me about was an episode of the X-Files which I had seen years ago. Now, I was never a real big fan of the X-Files. I watched it here and there and would get into it for a stretch at different times, but, but there's many episodes that I haven't seen. But there was one episode in particular that was from the second season. It was about the fourth episode, and the title of it was called Sleepless. And in this article, uh, it revolves around some Vietnam veterans and they end up talking to this ex-Marine by the name of Augustus Cole. And later on, Mulder meets this mysterious informant named X, who I believe starts coming back at different times throughout the series. And X informs him about a secret military project that a doctor had performed on these guys where he eradicated the need for sleep 
through a lobotomy. And X provides him with the name of Salvador Matola, who was a squad member who was mistakenly reported as killed in action. So then this uh, man called Cole, a man matching his description, ends up robbing a drugstore. And Mulder and Crycheck, and if you're familiar with X-Files, Crycheck was one of those characters that keep coming back. And I think this was the first episode that Crycheck was in. So a man matching Cole's description goes to this, rob this drugstore, but not before two gunshots are heard from the room where Cole is thought to be. And it appears that two different officers in the room shot each other. And this guy named Cole's escapes. Well, Mulder ends up believing that Cole's years of sleeplessness have provided him with illusionary abilities. And Mulder and Crycheck meet with this uh, mysterious Matola, who soon arrives afterwards. And he tells them he has not slept in 24 years due to this experiment. And I remember when I was watching that episode thinking, you know, if I didn't sleep for 24 years, I could get a lot of things done. Oftentimes, it seems like we work till we get tired and we need to rest. And that's good. And that's the way we are created and the way we're made. And I'm not saying we should push ourselves beyond reasonable boundaries and that we should try to go a long amount of time without sleep. I know I probably had to pay for that week where I did all those papers. And I know I was tired sometimes when I was in college for not getting enough sleep. And I know these days, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm still tired. So I'm not saying we shouldn't have sleep. I'm not saying sleep is bad. But what I'm saying is I've often thought, you know, if I didn't have to sleep, think of all the other stuff I could get done. But rest is important, and rest is the way we're made. And so we need to have regular rest. I do think we do benefit from a routine. Most nights, I probably there probably is a 15, 20-minute window of when I go to sleep. Now, for me, it's usually... I'd say 11.45 to 12.15 on most nights is when I turn out the lights and I'm ready to go to sleep. And once I'm ready to go to sleep, I will say I don't waste a whole lot of time. I am usually asleep very quickly. But reading this article did make me think a little bit about sleep, did make me realize that perhaps I'm not getting enough, or perhaps some of these younger folks are getting a little too much. So as we think about sleep, I thought I'd leave you with a few tips about how to have better sleep found an article on the internet from the Mayo Clinic about sleep tips, six steps to better sleep. So it's telling us we're not doomed to toss and turn every night, that maybe some simple steps might help us improve our sleep life. So the tips that they give us are, number one, to stick to a sleep schedule. So set aside, and it's funny because it tells us to set aside no more than eight hours for sleep. So the recommended amount of sleep for a healthy adult is at least seven hours, Most people don't need more than eight hours in bed to be well-rested, but it does tell us to go to bed, get up at the same time every day, including weekends. Be consistent. Uh, That reinforces your body's sleep cycle and helps you out. It also says if you don't fall asleep within 20 minutes, get up, do something relaxing, listen to some music, do something that'll kind of help you settle down, and then go back to bed when you're tired. The second tip it mentions is to pay attention to what you eat and drink. And we probably know that, that if we go to bed hungry or stuffed or if we've eaten something that doesn't sit well with us uh, just a couple hours before bedtime, that that's going to impact our sleep. That's going to cause some discomfort, and that can keep us up. Same thing with nicotine or caffeine or alcohol uh, can affect our sleep. The third step is to create a restful environment. Uh, It says to keep your room cool, dark, quiet, 
that that will just help you sleep. Avoid prolonged use of light-emitting screens before bedtime. I'm guilty of that. Lots of times, the last thing I'm doing before I not off to sleep for the night is reading, uh, but saying that might not be the best thing to do. So do calming activities, you know, maybe taking a bath or doing something to get you restful and ready for bed. Also says to limit daytime naps, uh, that if we have naps during the day, that can interfere with our night's sleep. Uh, so it says we should limit those to no more than an hour and avoid doing that late in the day. The fifth tip that it gives us is to include physical activity in your daily routine. Regular physical exercise, regular activity can promote better sleep, uh, you know, get you tired in, a, in the right way. And spending some time outside every day uh, can be helpful as well. The sixth tip it gives us is to manage your worries. Uh, try to resolve your worries or concerns before bedtime. Jot down what's on your mind and set it aside for tomorrow. So, you know, trying to manage stress, starting with the basics, getting organized, setting priorities, delegating tasks, uh, that sort of thing. So the six tips to better sleep. Stick to a schedule. Pay attention to what you eat and drink. Create a restful environment. Limit daytime naps. Include physical activity in your daily routine and manage worries. I hope that helps you as you try to get a better night's sleep. We need to get the amount of sleep that works for us. And for me, it tends to be five and a half, six and a half hours, and I'm good, and I can function and I can go on. So I hope you have a good routine as you get to sleep. I hope you get the amount of sleep that you need. I think the point for us is not see sleep as a bad thing. It is good. We do need it, uh, although... Sometimes we can do too much of a good thing, but I hope this week you, if you don't have a routine, you get one started, you stick with it, and it'll help you out. Sleep is good. We're created for sleep. Sleep helps us. Sleep is good, and it helps us function, helps us get through the day. I'd encourage you to make the most of every day that you have, whether it's with a lot or a little sleep, to do what you need to do and to enjoy the time each and every day that you have. I appreciate you joining me for this episode of Leonard Looks at Life. I'd be thrilled if you would check out my Friday Funny blog at leonardslines.com. And you can find me on X at Leonard's Lines as well. Have a restful day and a good night's sleep. <laughs>